welcome back to the Garfcast. My name is Trevor C. Cherverton. With me, of course, we have the cutest boy in town. The one, the only, Jacob Pensky. Good to be here, Trevor. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Thank you for being here. And uh, in the other room, other corner of the room, we got Sean Lyons. Hey, I'm just happy to be here, ready to bring the Garfield to your house. Shut up. Shut up, you big baby, man. Stupid, <laughs> stupid Sean. And of course, back from the dead, we got Sam May. Oh, it's good to be back. That's a uh, <laughs> quote from a movie called Iron Man 2. <laughs> oh, it's you good, couldn't uh... you couldn't wait ten seconds. To... <laughs> oh, uh, classic Sorry, Sam. Carry on. Dude, just... Not only did Sam just say a movie quote, but it was a Marvel movie quote. Oh. So it's not cinema. I'm just gonna well, well, it. well it was just it's the the true culmination of Sam May's personality. Yes. Marvel and movies. Yes. Someone say that not cinema. <laughs> I believe that was uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, uh-huh. he's in the he's in the room with Gilbert over there. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. talking it up. They're working out together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing pushups right now. <laughs> Look at them to go. Who do you think's gonna Who do you think's gonna get more? Dude, Gilbert's right now. Martin's back. <laughs> uh- Alrighty, well, today's episode, we're taking it back to the classic year of 1989. Sam May, what movies came out in 1989? Name every movie that came every out in 1989. Every movie? Yes. <laughs> mm, okay, well, <laughs> you can't just put me on the spot like that. <laughs> no, you're the movie guy. you you yeah. got to know this. I think... I think... Uh, Obviously, Major League, Field of Dreams... Uh, Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Don't forget. Oh, when Harry uh, met Sally. Weekend at Bernie's. Come on, Sam. There's a movie called Roadhouse, and that movie's pretty pretty epic. <laughs> it's so about. I didn't catch a single word, but yeah. Well, did uh, I? I you... Sam was talking about the classic film Road Trip, starring Tom Green, everybody's favorite. And The Little Mermaid, which was the biggest movie of that uh, year. Came the Little out. Mermaid come out in 1989? I don't know. Yes, it did. I believe so, yes. Alrighty. All right, well, you know why we're jumping back to 1989? Because we're talking about the scariest Garfield comic ever. ever. You know, some people call it Garfield Alone. Some people call it Garfield on the Abyss. But whatever you want to call it, this is a uh, a uh, little little series, I guess, of con- a continuous storyline that Jim Davis did over the course of October. I believe it was just like the week of Halloween. Yeah, it started on October twenty third, and it went through. You guessed it. Oh, oh, twenty eighth. It didn't even go all the way to Halloween. <laughs> whoops Uh, um anywho so uh we're gonna we're gonna do this episode a little differently because we're gonna do jacob's dramatic reading very early on because this is the topic of the episode 
So, Jacob, Uh-oh. would you care to do a dramatic reading of the Garfield 1989 Halloween series? I would be absolutely honored. So today we are going to be reading a series of six different strips, um, and they're a bit spooky. Garfield wakes up as normal in his bed. Garfield says, Burr, there's a chill in here this morning. He can't quite open up his eyes to see what's around him. As he does open his eyes and crawl out of bed, he finds the room is empty. What an eerie sensation. This doesn't feel like my home. As Garfield walks into the hallway, things begin to get a little more spooky. John? Odie? Garfield looks in every room in the hall, looking for John or Odie or anybody. Anybody home? Garfield looks puzzled. Garfield then comes to a realization. I'm alone. All of a sudden, Garfield hears a voice. You have no idea how alone you are, Garfield. Garfield collects himself, thinking about what what his next move should be. Stay, Garfield. There must be a good reason why the house is empty. John must be at the grocery. Garfield looks out on the once luscious and well-kept lawn of the house of John Arbuckle. It is now overgrown, boarded up, and for sale. My home has been abandoned. Nobody has lived here for years. Garfield looks at a shattered picture frame of him, John and Odie, that he once thought meant nothing to him. But that means I haven't lived here for years. What's that? Garfield sees an opening in the walls. It seems like a new world. Garfield smiles as he jumps in head first. John, Odie, you're home. Garfield, got some food? John hands Garfield a big bowl of his favorite cat food. Garfield goes to grab it, but it's not there. It's just a mirage. Locked fast in a time when he no longer exists, Garfield grapples with his greatest fear, loneliness, as Garfield realizes he never went into a new realm. He just went into the kitchen. After years of taking life for granted, Garfield is shaken by a horrifying vision of the inevitable process called time. He has only one weapon. Denial. I don't want to be alone. As Garfield screams at the top of his lungs, hands in the air, begging the world to give him some friends. All of a sudden, two faces appear in front of Garfield. One of John Arbuckle and the smiling face of Odie the dog. Want some breakfast, Garfield? Asks John. Garfield, without hesitation, goes to give John a rare hug. As he does, Garfield says, Who needs it? I need you. As the comic ends, we're left 
a very powerful statement from the narrator that reads, an imagination is a powerful tool. It could tint memories of the past, shade perceptions of the present, or paint a future so vivid that it can entice or terrify all depending on how we conduct ourselves today. The end. All righty. So, question one that we all have What's in the imagination? Is Garfield imagining John and Odie, or is, was Garfield imagining being alone? Sean Lyons, you're the philosopher of the group. What do you think? asking um so basically in this um i think it's a mixture of both in the first half you see him uh or actually throughout the whole thing you see garfield uh craving where john and Odie are at the entire time so he's alone um and i think this also has to do with like time a lot like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? what? What's wrong, man? About... What? What's the you're not, problem? You're, just you're like... not saying anything. You're just saying words. <laughs> I can hear I the know. buffering wheel in your head. Uh, dude, I am not one to, like... Talk? No. Yeah, see, that's, that's why I called you. Uh, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, Garfield is alone. And he is sad, and he is decaying in his realm of sadness. Little bitch. All right. So uh, he, like, oh my god, I have well, friends. Okay. So, okay, so then, all we needed to know was, do you think he's alone, or do you think he was imagining being alone? Oh, fucking, yeah, I think he's imagining it, because he's a fucking cat, and cats suck. Other than Garfield, he's pretty cool, I like him. Jacob. Okay. okay, so he is... I think 100% imagining being alone. When he wakes up in his house, everything's different. Like, it, everything just changes. Things don't just change. He's imagining this. It's empty. It's broken down. It's for sale. There's no one there. He's definitely imagining it. But then, when he finally comes to the realization that he needs people, he needs to have those family members in his life to be happy, and he finally screams, I don't want to be alone, then his mind finally is able to go back to the reality where he sees John and he sees Odie and he gets the food and the company. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, is there anything you would like to say? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think Jacob got the most part. Yeah, Garfield just doesn't want to be alone. So usually in Garfield comics, they're just very short. Three panels, maybe six. Um, and there's, yeah, there's a story, but there's no significant, there's no story enough to where we can identify with themes or find any significant, uh, uh, you know, literary parts of it. But in this, in this uh, series of comics, since it's a series and it's a little longer, it tells more of a story and we could uh, find more themes within it. I think one of the bigger themes is isolation, because isolation is a very common theme, and, um, and 
it's dealt with character. Every character deals with it differently. And in this series, we get to see how Garfield deals with it. And it turns out to be something he needs to experience, to um, realize that he needs the people around him. And I think we all need to experience something. It does, I mean, it doesn't have to be this sort of dream-like sequence where we find ourselves alone. But we all need to have some moment in our lives where we realize that there's things we need other than ourselves. So I think uh, I think that's definitely what Jim Davis was trying to trying to do in this one. Yeah, no, this definitely falls in line with like the Garfield Nine Lives, where Jim Davis is experimenting with how he's going to present Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I like though is that Jim Davis doesn't try to hide this. He's kept it. It's been published in recent collections and everything. And it's often brought up in interviews, and Jim Davis always says that Garfield was imagining being alone, and it's to, you know, kind of like what you're saying. It's to show that, you know, Garfield does need the other characters in the strip. Otherwise, yeah. he's, you know, a nothing character. But with the other characters, he can play off of them and make the funny jokes, you know? And I feel like when... I mean, Jim Davis wrote this uh, series of comics, and it's kind of what could have been. Because what if Jim Davis kept being creative and kept writing new stories? What if he started writing actual stories? Think about how good they'd be, because he is a talented guy. So, like, what if he, like, let go of Garfield and started doing other things? I think that would have been pretty interesting to see what he would come up with. It definitely could have been interesting to see what could have been with Jim Davis. Um, the closest thing to like stories we've gotten is he's written like month long storylines in Garfield's like John and Odie go on vacation and for a month that was all the readers got. Mm-hmm. Which those are there's like full fledged Garfield stories just in of course panel strips. And you know but uh, like you were saying, if he were to drop Garfield and just wrote like a book about yeah. anything else that he wanted to write about, he could do it. Is there anything else anybody wants to say about this little comic series? No, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sam. No, I thought it was pretty real. Pretty, pretty good. So, John, isolation all the time. John should be isolated. Okay. There definitely is some underlying themes in that comic, other than like isolation. But yeah, there's like you know, you could probably you could probably talk talk a lot about. You could that. also you could also like talk about like um like the when he said my home has been abandoned like abandonment not just isolation. Mm-hmm. Abandonment, yeah. They could definitely make an AP English essay. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a college thesis for Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Trevor's college thesis is going to be on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Garfield. I do believe that it's time to move on to our next segment, Fun Fact of the Day with Maddie B. All right, so 
as I'm sure you guys are aware, you know, back in like the 80s and 90s, those uh, Garfield suction cup, you know, they were they were very popular. Now everyone had them in their cars. You know, they were they were they were just a hoop. You know. Yeah, we've we've definitely talked about suction cups. Yeah. So apparently they were so popular that in at least major cities, there were thousands of reports of car break-ins where people only stole those. And, uh, you know, just a fun fact. Imagine having, imagine breaking into somebody's house and the only thing you took was a plush Garfield. <laughs> not the radio, not money. Yeah. What? And like this is the time when the radios were like detachable and everything and. This was, yeah, people keep changing their cars, people. Yeah, why wouldn't you, like, siphon gas or something? Yeah, take their change. Well, okay, Sam, if you're doing it over multiple cars, you could probably gather a few bucks. Change. At least $5. I guess so. That's a lot back then. <laughs> exactly. This is the time where it was two cents for the newspaper it, it, it was not we're not that stupid anywho yeah very interesting fun fact matt thank you thank you speaking of which how's vacation matt it was fantastic um i listened to every episode while i was gone though oh i'm sure you did you catch the teddy gray episode uh-huh but if uh <laughs> Teddy Gray episode, go, go give it a listen, you know? Alright, so that brings us to our next segment, the Garf cameo, with uh, with myself, Trevor C. Thurton. And uh, today we're going to take taking it back to 2008, when a series of Garfield educational albums released. There's a total of three of them. You got Shapes and Colors with Garfield, Letters and Words with Garfield, and A Smart Start with Garfield. They are all just, you know, children's educational album. And when I say children, I mean like, like toddlers, you know, mm-hmm. like nursery rhymes and stuff. Like Sean. Yeah, like Sean Lyons. But but here's the thing about it, that that is so weird to me. I don't know why. But like, Garfield's barely featured on it. It's kind of like this kids choir that sings the songs, and then Garfield occasionally like throws his voice in there. But like, it's not really. You know, Garfield. There's a couple of Garfield skits, but Garfield's not really doing the educating. You know, it's kind of this this kids choir that's singing about stuff. It's just just weird. But um, if you go on to Spotify, you know, you can find all three albums, and they even have a "This Is Garfield" playlist. <laughs> wow! You can listen to the best. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty epic. But, um, yeah. Garfield Education. I mean, if you want to have your Garfield musical needs fulfilled even more, you can listen to the Garfield uh, jam that we listened to a while back. Uh, uh, yeah, Garfield. Or you can listen to the episode again. <laughs> Garfield, am I cool or what? We've done an episode on it. Yeah. Very, very underrated jazz compilation album am i right Sean oh Lyons. yeah you got that it's very enjoyable oh so epic but uh, the songs but i'm sure they're still epic 
Alrighty, and this brings us to our last at our new segment, Final Words with Sean Lyons. Sean Lyons, would you like to end this off? That's all the time we have for today's episode. We'll see you next week. Uh, this has been the GarfCast. Bye, everybody. I fucking dropped my spaghetti off! <laughs>